Hello, friend. I just couldn't wait until Tuesday to talk to you again. <laughs> so I have been loving the conversations I've had since dropping the first three episodes. And we needed a follow-up about some of this stuff because of these conversations that I had. Um, so episode number one, Condom Sense. Let's talk about some of the feedback I got on that. So I have actually enjoyed having a few of my guy friends actually listen to the show. And so um, I've gotten some feedback from them and getting the male perspective, which I liked. And one of the things that I thought was funny is one of my guy friends said that they learned in college that <laughs> that Magnum condoms are really just like barely bigger than regular condoms. He's like, maybe like a centimeter. And he's like, and I think it's like really more for girth than length. And I was like, that actually makes total sense. It's like a very big marketing ploy. Like, yeah, just tell them it's a Magnum condom for their big penis and they'll go buy them, right? <laughs> Um, they stretch. That's the whole point. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen some of the, the videos where people like blow them up and do all the things, then you should definitely <laughs> look into that. Another conversation I had was with one of my former students who um, joined the military. And so she was telling me that uh, when they graduated boot camp, they have a class where they talk about sex education and they talk about STDs and all of that. And she said when they got to the contraceptive part, she had to help the teacher explain how like the pill works and explain female condoms that the instructor didn't even realize that there was a such thing as a female condom. And she was like, I ended up taking over the class and explaining the rest of the methods, which I'm like, that that checks out. Um, <laughs> I feel like I would have done the same thing. It's like, how can you be teaching a sexual education class if you don't have that knowledge base? And that's in a that's at, at boot camp. Like, that's not even in a public school. So what are we doing there? Um, you got to do your research. They're going to misinform these people. I think that's what a lot of it is, is we're leaving out important information because the people facilitating these classes are not well-versed in <laughs> the ways of sex education. No, but in the ways of safe sex and different um, things that may come up when you are having a sexual encounter and a sexual experience. And then on a more serious note, like how I was talking about how guys would just kind of go for it um, without putting a condom on first, I had another friend tell me that they've had uh, this happen on more than one occasion where the guy will start with the condom on and remove it during sex, which is basically the same thing. You don't have the consent to remove that condom. And... She was like, I wish I would have spoken up, but then like guys kind of can get weird in that moment. And I said, that was the same thing with me. I, I felt like I, my reaction should have been to like get mad and do all these things. But I think in the moment we're just so like, wait, did that just happen? And we're processing it. And so however you react in those moments are, it's valid. Like that's, <laughs> it's a lot to process because in the moment I'm sure they're thinking like, it's not a big deal, but, um, it's a gigantic deal. <laughs> it's your body that like, this is your precious thing and you get to decide what happens to it. So when somebody's taking that um, choice off the table for you, 
um, that's a lot to process mentally and emotionally and even physically. Moving on to episode number two, <laughs> the big, um, the big question, right, was the, are you pregnant or the assumption that people are pregnant? And I continue to get the feedback of people that have experienced that. It's way too many of us. Um, but one of my friends did bring up a good point that I was like, oh yeah, that too. Um, they had said that they have made a choice to not drink alcohol the last several months. And she's like, I can't tell you how many times people have, have asked if I'm pregnant. Um, or they're just like, or when she says she's not drinking, they're like, oh, you're pregnant. Like, duh. And, <laughs> or they're like, ooh, you have something to share, right? And she's like, no, asshole. Like, I just want, I just want an iced tea. Um, and then I did think back too to um, one of my trainer friends um, when we were doing a fitness challenge. And, you know, we we're just supposed to be drinking water, which that was the hardest thing ever for me, but we'll talk about that some other time. Um, but she said she would still, um, like get a drink that looks similar to a drink that she would normally have. Like, so if she normally got, um, like a vodka soda or something like that, she would still get that and then like put the lime or whatever in it. So it looked like she was drinking. So people just wouldn't question her. So again, it's that fact of like, <laughs> We're trying to avoid it because of how other people are going to react and what they're going to say. So should you have to do that? No. But if you want to or need to do that, good for you. And people are allowed to like not drink for a little bit. Like we, it, the, again, those personal choices, like let them live their life, man. <laughs> and can we agree that women should be allowed to wear an empire waisted dress or top without the assumption that you're pregnant. <laughs> or we need to just get rid of empire wasted stuff altogether. No. And the reason why we do that is because it like gives some flow. You can breathe. There's some movement in the bottom of the dress. We don't want it to be form fitting, but that doesn't mean that we're pregnant. So can we like stop that narrative every time people wear something like that? Another thing that I started thinking about was, um, like <laughs> appropriately dressing the tatas. So I use the word appropriately because it's like that's what we're supposed to do, but it's hard. Okay, if you are a large chested woman, you know that it's hard sometimes to find clothing that fits. So if you have a button up shirt, those buttons are gonna, well, the girls are gonna open the buttons whenever they feel like it. Um, it stretches your shirts in the areas. Um, sometimes you'll have a really cute something and then you'll put that on and it makes you look um, slutty, trashy, whatever the word is that you want to describe it. Like the, the whole thing that you're probably not trying to look like just because of the size of your chest. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one because I, I know I used to because I, I was like I did I went to like show off my cute little body when I was younger and then I would like see myself in a picture and I'd be like damn <laughs> I didn't realize like how out and about they were um I don't know man but let's be honest if you are well endowed it doesn't matter what you're wearing there's still the, the girls are still gonna draw focus so that's where I'm kind of like you know what you do you um yeah. 
Also, do you remember the days when we used to wear the short little tiny shorts, you know, back when you were a teenager? And, you know, you don't realize why the adults are like, <laughs> oh my gosh, those are so short. <laughs> I can see your cheeks. But it didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like that. And then as you get older, it like seamlessly happens. It organically happens where you, you just like... I don't know if it's like we're just more aware of our bodies because it's like all of a sudden I'm like oh <laughs> you can see like my little crease my little cheek crease down there I'm like oh I don't need to have that showing at my age um so it makes me wonder how my um not necessarily my style but what I'd be comfortable wearing with will change as I get <laughs> older will I be comfortable wearing a muumu? Quite possibly. I mean, you throw that one sucker on, you got, you can breathe in your legs, it's not form-fitting, um, easy access for whatever you need, um, whether it's going to the bathroom or, you know, if you have some um, carnal desires that you need to take care of. Um, and then I'm sure you can just throw that sucker right in the washer. Like, it's just, you know, I kind of feel like I should just throw on a muumuu and call it a day, man. I guess this kind of transitioned from episode two into episode three about clothing. <laughs> um, so on Tuesday, this episode is going to be kind of like a review of this Netflix show that I watched. Um, it's called How to Build a Sex Room. And so... <laughs> If that um, title scares you, I want it to not scare you, which is why I'm going to review the show because I found it very, well, A, it was interesting to begin with, but then it also um, has some cool design stuff and then it also um, can kind of open your mind and explain and be educational um, to certain um like sexual choices that people make and it, it makes it less judgy and so um no matter where you are on the spectrum of like how you feel about um kink and things like that it it's a very interesting um show so that's why we're going to talk about it right um also on a different note i have had some mental health um, things on my mind. So I felt like I should just share. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but on July 16th, they changed the, um, national suicide hotline and crisis hotline number from like an 11 digit number to a three digit number. So it is now nine, eight, eight. Um, if you need that, obviously that's there, but, um, I know I've talked to someone before that they said they randomly, you know, post did the suicide hotline number and then somebody messaged them and was like I actually needed that today thank you so just kind of keep that in mind like maybe if you just randomly post that from time to time when you feel compelled um somebody might need to see that and I just uh the other day this one phrase this one thought was kind of resonating with me and it was you're going to be able to handle anything that comes your way you're going to be able to handle anything that comes your way. So um, if you're a person that does affirmations, maybe I handle everything that comes my way or I can handle everything that comes my way. Um, but what I wanted you to do is take a second and think if you have done anything at all for yourself this week self-care wise. Like literally just for you to take care of you. 
because I know, especially if you have families, um, the focus becomes about about everybody outside of you. And so we need to stop and take some time to ourselves. So if you have not taken at least 10 minutes, you can easily carve out 10 minutes of your day. Um, I encourage you to take that 10 minutes and do whatever you need to do for you. So if it's 10 minutes to put the phone away, turn off everything and just sit in silence, go do that. If it's going and taking a walk for 10 minutes outside, which I would suggest being in the morning or evening because it's too freaking hot as we have established, do that. Um, if it's listening to some music, journaling, um, writing out things you're grateful for. But really, I just want to encourage you to start putting 10 minutes into your week. And then if you are comfortable doing that 10 minutes into your each day, um, because everything that's going on in the world is super overwhelming right now, like super, super. And it also hits us at different times in different ways. Um, so your priority really does need to be taking care of yourselves um, because just stuff's coming at us from every which way these days. <laughs> uh, and one of those is the fact that Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy are no longer a couple. Is anybody else heartbroken by this? Like I, I was low key. Like I felt like I was going through a breakup when I read the post. Um, but they're being so mature about it and it makes it, it, it still should make you feel <laughs> believe in love and, um, because the, they're still so supportive of each other. I think it's a timing issue that they're not able to um, be there for each other in the way that they each need and want. But it's still been a really cool um, little love story and journey to watch them go on. And speaking of relationships, so I've had the opportunity to talk to um, a another podcaster who is very successful. If you have heard of Dating Intelligence, the podcast, um, I've been able to message Christopher a little bit. And so if you don't listen to that one, I kind of encourage you to go check it out because it is a guy whose goal is to help women create epic relationships by empowering her authenticity. So it's a, it's like a guy ally. It's like that, it's like that guy friend that you feel like you can talk to about everything and they give you advice and they get it and they're real. And they're like, you know, guys are stupid sometimes <laughs> and give you that feedback. So I just want to give him a little bit of a shout out because, um, he's just taking the time to actually, um, give me some feedback and things like that. And so if you're interested in getting more of a male perspective on some relationship things and need that relationship advice in your life, go check them out. And um, shout out again to the guys, my guy friends that have watched and listened to the show and give me feedback too. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody supporting me, actually. And uh, one of the things, you know, I said, I was like, oh, the first five people to leave me a review, I'll get you a sassy and sweats koozie. That's still happening. However, <laughs> you know, as I learn and I'm going through these steps is like, people are like, oh, I commented, but it's not showing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see it either. But it's like slowly they're starting to pop up if you left a review. So I'm going to wait a few more days and see what comes up. And um, if there's any reasoning for that, I think it just kind of gets like stuck there for a little bit and then it gets pushed through. But please keep rating the podcast and um, leave me those reviews. I am listening to you because this is we're here for each other. I'm here for you. Um, and 
I would love if you would share with any friends that you think maybe um, would like the podcast or you're like, oh, this girl, you need to listen to this episode. <laughs> Please um, share those things. And if you don't follow Sassy and Sweats on Instagram, like I said, that's a great way um, for me to get some feedback too with our polls and things like that. Reach out to me and message me. Um, if you're one of my friends, you can text me, talk to me. And I hope you have a great weekend and we'll chat again on Tuesday.